Welcome to another On the Road edition hosted by Stevie Kim. Today, she's traveling to Milano in the north of Italy, the financial core of this country. It is incredibly unusual to have a vertical tasting of Vermentino. Stevie got a chance to do this with a special wine called Numero Chiuso from Luna Busoni Winery. Follow Stevie each week as she explores Italy and beyond, searching for amazing wine, food, and traditions. And remember, you can also tune in to our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, to watch these conversations. For more great content, follow us on SoundCloud or wherever you get your pods. This episode is proudly sponsored by Vivino, the world's largest online wine marketplace. The Vivino app makes it easy to choose wine. Enjoy expert team support, door-to-door delivery, and honest wine reviews to help you choose the perfect wine for every occasion. Vivino, download the app on Apple or Android and discover an easier way to choose wine. Welcome back to Italian Wine Podcast. This is the On the Road edition. Today we're here with Diego Bozzoni because he's doing something very, very special, which we'll talk about. So I thought that we, you know, took this opportunity to kind of give you the preview of what we'll be doing. Ciao, Diego. Buongiorno, ciao. Ciao, Diego. So this is Diego Bozzoni, of, of course, with the Lunai Winery. First of all, what is the name of your winery exactly? So the name of uh, our winery is the name of our um, land. It's a very, very old city. The original name is Portus Lune, Il Porto della Luna. It's a very old uh, city, it's a Roman city. How do you spell that? How do you spell Lunai? L- Lunae? Yeah, it's Lunai. How do, you, how do you say it and how do you spell it? Lune. 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 Yeah, but that, does, that seems obvious to you, but how do you spell it? L? L-U-N-A-E. But you, you pronounce it? You pronounce Lune. Lune, okay. Because it's a Latin name. Okay, so that's... that's that's one of my problems, you know, because of course, you know, I'm an American, completely ignorant, no Latin whatsoever. So your logo, it's Lune, L-U-N-A-E, but there's a V, right? It's L-V-N-A-E. So it's kind of confusing. Another problem. Yeah, that's another problem. So tell us about Lune. What, what, what is the meaning behind Lune? Lune, Lune. It's the name is of the, the town. It's the moon. It's the moon. Moon. Luna. Luna. So it's Luna. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, it is also the name of your town, right? Lu, Luna. Yes. The name of, of uh, our town uh, are Luni. Is the old, uh, the old city, the old Roman city called uh, Portus Lune, il Porto della Luna. Okay. And. And <laughs> and uh, is there a port nearby? Is a very important port uh, during the Roman Empire for the marble of Carrara, for the cheese of uh, Emilia. Okay, this is this is you take it for granted, right? You think everybody knows where you are, but where are you? F- geographically located we are located in a very nice very very nice place between uh, uh, cinque terre 
and uh, Versiglia, between Cinque Terre and Apuan Alps. Okay, so Cinque Terre, it's part of Liguria, the yeah. famous area of the five, you know, terre in Liguria. Yeah. You're officially Liguria, but you're very, very close to Tuscany, Tuscany right? <laughs> we are very close to Tuscany and very close to the Emilia. And uh, this is very important for our uh, history, for our tradition, uh, and, uh, and uh, so for our uh, wines, because uh, the, we are more uh, influenced during the story, during the time. So Diego, tell us a little bit about uh, your role with your family business and who else is part of it? It all started with your dad. Right? My role? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No, what do you do uh, in the in the business, the family business? So first of all, tell us a little bit about the component of your family. There's Paolo. I know Paolo. I met Paolo for the first time. I still remember Paolo <laughs> in my first press conference of Opera Wine. And he came up to me and he said, Bellissima, bellissima. And I recall this man and I was like, who is this man? Because I had never met him before. So, of course, he's such a warm um, character and such a generous heart yeah. in terms of, and I think it translates also into wine. But tell us a little bit about Paolo, uh, yourself, and of course, your sister, Deborah, is also involved in the wine business, right? Yeah. Paolo started uh, your work uh, in uh, 1966, uh, working with my grandfather, and uh, he decided to dedicate our life to wine to research the, the quality of the wine, to research the, the very old variety. And, uh, Which variety in particular? Uh, the first uh, is the Vermentino. The Vermentino uh, is the first uh, variety uh, for my father. And uh, it, it is, this grape uh, is... Uh, now is very, very, very important for, uh, for us, uh, for the Colli di Luni DOC in general. During the time uh, de uh, developed the, the, the winery, uh, now uh, we have uh, 80 hectares. 80, 80. 80, <laughs> located in, uh, in Colli di Luni area. And uh, we worked with um, big staff and we are a big family. Uh, the, the concept of the family uh, is uh, our uh, focus, uh, is our uh, idea. The, the family is very important for, uh, for, the, for the winery, for our winery. And uh, now we work with the very, uh, for the research of uh, another very inter interesting uh, variety, uh, the Albarola, Pollera Nera, Vermentino Nero. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Okay, so Albarola. Albarola. Okay, what is the peculiarity of Albarola? What is the difference between Vermentino and Albarola? Albarola is very nice because uh, a very good uh, acidity, very fresh, very uh, delicate, and uh, the, the flavor is uh, are, um, more elegant. Uh, green, uh, uh, aromatic herbs. Uh. More aromatic than Vermentino. No, it's the... Uh, More of the same. Yeah, Similar. different, different flavor, what, different character. The, because, we, you know, our listeners, they're a bit of a wine geek. What are the different flavors between Albarola and Vermentino? The so, aromas. 
Yeah, the albarola are very, very nice for uh, this type of flavor. Uh, um, aromatic herbs, uh, lemon, uh, green, uh, green uh, flavor. Mm-hmm. And the vermentino depend, depend of the, uh, the soil, depend of the exposition, uh, depend of the vintage. Uh, but usually flower, white flower, <laughs> aromatic herbs, uh, yellow fruit, the good sapidity, good, uh, uh, good elegance, good, uh, good acidity, but depend of... Vintage. Yeah. And, and the position and, and the, the soil. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so getting back to your family. My family, we work with my, my father Paolo and my sister. Working? Yeah. He, what, what, what is he doing? I don't see him very much anymore. Right. It's like you've taken over with your sister, kind of the. I don't see him like going to events and stuff. Uh, she she work in our um, winery in uh, in the welcome point, uh, and Deborah uh, work with the um, for the people uh, for, uh, for the tasting, uh, for the visit uh, of the winery of the vineyard. In the vineyard. So, is it safe to say that um, you're more on the winemaking side, the production side, the vineyard management side, and Deborah is more into the hospitality side? Yeah. Is that fair? That's how you divided the yeah the family business a bit. Yes. And what about Paolo? Is he's just sleeping? <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> no, Paolo is uh, around, around, uh, around the winery. Forever, <laughs> every day, every time. He's, he's still, a, his presence is still very significant. Yeah, it's yeah. a uh, yeah, it's a satellite. <laughs> <laughs> and and what about your mom? She's the real boss, right? She is the real boss. Because I always feel like you know, my personal experience is that the person I see the less in the family business is really the boss, right? <laughs> and I, because I've never met your mom, your mother, I feel like she is the real boss. Uh, yeah. Is that true? <laughs> She's a... Uh... Is she part of the business or not? Yes, absolutely. She... Wait, 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 stop. Is she part of the administration? Yes. Oh my God, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Because it's the same story over and over again. You know, it's like even even the Gaia family, you know, the real boss is the mother. The you mother. You have the children, you have Angelo, of course, but the real, real boss is the woman behind the big family. Absolutely. Yeah, so that, that's nice. So I'm going to kind of ask you about what we're doing here today, right? We're doing a special event. The first time you're doing this vertical event, of this one particular wine, which is called Numero Chiuso. Yes. So, of course, Numero Chiuso literally means closed number. What, 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 why did you give this label, this wine called Numero Chiuso? What does this mean? Because uh, it's a very uh, small uh, production. Mm-hmm. How, 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 how small is the production? 206. Uh, 206, 206. that's really small. 2,600? Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. 2,006. 2006. Okay. You can say 2,600 or 2,600. 2,600. But that's still very, very small. Because what is your production of Vermentino, the regular line? 
Vermentino in a different label yeah. in total uh, is uh, is our more important more important uh, production. Uh, But how many bottles do you produce? Sulle 100.000 bottiglie. So 100,000 um, bottles yeah. and only small percentage, 2.6%, right? Is 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 dedicated to Numero Chiuso. Yeah. So it's a very special yeah. label. Yes, and we produce uh, this wine only in the best uh, vi uh, vintage. Mm -hmm. So not every year? No, no. Which were the years that you didn't produce Numero Chiuso? Uh, we didn't produce Numero Chiuso in uh, 2012. And What happened in 2012? Bad, bad, bad weather? Yes, uh, uh, the, the production... Uh, was more smaller and we decide to uh, to dedicate uh, our attention in a, uh, for our label uh, so you thought 2012 was not worthy in terms of quality to produce numero chiuso is that correct yes and no uh, so <laughs> uh, so uh, 2012 is very strange uh, vintage uh, for us uh, small production uh, is more uh, rain it was rainy yeah rainy season uh, because uh, now tasting uh, the old vintage the old bottle of uh, 2012 uh, we we have a nice uh, surprise Because the wine uh, evolving uh, very, very good for in in this uh, vintage. Oh, okay, but you didn't produce uh, numero chiuso. No. Aha. Andata così. Okay, um, but tell us uh, what we are doing. Do, no, were there other vintages that you didn't produce numero chiuso other than 12? 2014. 14. For the yeah. same reasons, more or less. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. That's it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> testing you. Okay, so um, today, what? so first of all, tell us what's special about Numero Chiuso. What are, how do you, what is the um, difference between Numero Chiuso, why it's so special? What are the special characteristics of Numero Chiuso? The idea of this wine um, is the time, the devolving uh, during the time, the evolution so during the time. So you age it longer, the aging period? Yeah, this, this wine uh, aging in um, one big bottle mm -hmm. of uh, 20 hectolit hectoliters mm -hmm. for... Um, just one? Just one. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for um, one year, one year and a half. Okay. And uh, so uh, we bottling the wine and aging in the bottle for another uh, one year and a half. Mm -hmm. So now uh, in December we started with the co uh, commercial uh, reselling mm -hmm. uh, 2018. Right. So the current vintage on sale is the 18. The it takes three three years basically, 18 months, um, and then additional 18 months. Right. Sì. Okay. So three years. Yeah. So the current vintage in the market is 2018. Uh, now 
uh, we uh, terminate the 2017. You finish the 2017, and uh, we presented the. We started with the selling the uh, 18 in December. Oh, okay. Oh, you will start. Yeah. You haven't started. No. Yet. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, now in the today, we tasting in uh, in anteprima. Right, and as an anteprima. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. But we'll be tasting also other wines, right? Yeah. The other vintages today. Yeah. Uh, to a little uh, surprise, uh, the Etichetta Nera 2010 and the Cavagino 2007. Yeah. And what are these? Tell me a little bit about these two wines. So Etichetta Nera is a very important uh, wine for us. It's a very uh, iconic uh, label. For so is that your signature wine? More a representative uh, wine. Uh, it's a selection of the uh, Vermentino grape about uh, the eels, on the eels. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, very interesting, the evolution on the time of the wine. Uh, this, this wine is uh, f fermented in, uh, in uh, stainless steel and, uh, and Start, we started with the uh, with the selling in uh, in uh, in April. Uh, is very young, you know. Mm -hmm. the, the concept is the very fresh and very uh, delicate wine. But uh, the time is very interesting, very very nice for this so wine. How many Vermentinos are you producing? How many different labels of Vermentino? Uh, so we produce. Uh, four different uh, labels. Can you just remind me the yeah. four different ones besides Numero Chiuso? Numero Chiuso, the Cavagino. Cavagino. Cavagino is a cru, is a single vineyard. Mm -hmm. Etichetta Nera mm -hmm. and Etichetta Grigia. And what's the difference between... Like, on a, okay, so I'm going to ask you a cheeky question. Okay, maybe a little bit difficult. Ah. So... When you're oh boy. Yeah, when you're doing a blind tasting, you do a blind tasting, okay, you okay, don't okay. see the label. How can you tell the difference between the four different labels? Okay, cioè quello che senti nel bicchiere, sì. assaggiandoli alla cieca. Sì, sì, esatto. So, uh, the first etichetta grigia is very typical vermentino. You can find the, the, the classic uh, flavor of Vermentino in the Colli di Luni. Mm -hmm. Freshness, uh, good sapidity, uh, good balance, uh, nice note of flavor. Uh, very, very, very easy to drink. Uh, Etichetta Nera is uh, another experience because uh, uh, it's more uh, long, it's more intense of the flavor. In the, f in, in the, uh, the flavor and the, uh, and the taste is long, is intense. It's more intense. More intense, is more complex. Mm -hmm. uh, we can find uh, uh, another uh, type of the flavor, aromatic herbs, uh, uh, tropical fruit uh, in the in, in um, particular vintage. Uh, that because it's coming from a warmer site? Because it's, uh, we, uh, the, the different label 
born in different uh, terroir. Right. Okay. Different sites. Different sites. Mm-hmm. Etichetta Grigia, mm, born in the, the, um, uh, the in the the plan. On the floor. On the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the uh, and the Etichetta Nera on the hills. Okay. And what is the altitude? Uh, of the hill ones. For Etichetta Nera, uh, to 200 metri, 200 meters, yeah. Okay. Uh, different soil. On the plan, we have uh, alluvional soil. Uh, on the hills, uh, we are um, very st- uh, more stone, macigno, uh, abbiamo un po' di arenaria. So, different. Uh, a okay. different exposition yeah. on the east we have nice very nice exposition during the day uh, good v- uh, ventil- ventilation mm-hmm. so different different Even just the difference of 200 meters yeah it's a huge difference yes the the the, the, the character of the our uh, area but but in general for the Liguria in general is the the diversity, the more uh, uh, we have, we have uh, more uh, character, more diversity, different, more uh, different type of the soil, more different type of exposition, more different time of the um, vineyard. Mm-hmm. The vineyard is very small uh, and located in a uh, position different. You have many different parcels right? yeah. all, over, all over your area. Yeah. We have uh, 80 hectares, but uh, in more uh, different uh, parcel, more in different, uh, in more different uh, exposition. Okay, so we we've gone over the gray label to get the grigia. Yes. So we've gone over black the label. Black label. Then we have numeracusa. E cavagino. Cavagino. Yeah. And what about cavagino? Cavagino uh, is a single vineyard. Right. We Where pro- is it located? In, uh, in Luni, in the very close to the winery, mm-hmm. on the hills. Mm-hmm. It's very nice uh, position, very nice uh, uh, soil. And um, this wine uh, fermented in uh, Barrick, uh, non in total, uh, but uh, the f- 40% of the masses fermented in Barrick, 60% in Stelling Steel. And I know that, you know, you're not supposed to ask this question, but it's because it's like, I know how the winemakers feel about their wines. It's like their children, right? Yeah. And not one label is, or one wine is better than the other. But have you got a favorite wine out of these four, Vermentino? Which is your favorite Vermentino? Uh, no. Uh, and that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Uh, I love... Uh, I love uh, the four Vermentino um, b- because uh, every every label is different, uh, and uh, we and and I love uh, the character of different different label. Okay, listen. Um, so I don't I don't know if you want to talk about this, but when I came to visit last time, you have a new project. You showed me like a new vineyard area. See. Si. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It's absolutely fabulous. I think <laughs> it's, it's the most exciting project um, you've, 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 I think, adventured into. Um, and it's, the location is absolutely gorgeous. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this new project you have? 
Yes. Uh, we buy a new property, very, very nice uh, position, uh, very, very nice for the wine and for the, uh, for the wine and for the olive oil. Ma, uh, but uh, for the... For the wines, uh, it's a very important uh, area and very historical area. In, uh, How big is it? First of all, it's quite high, right? It's on top of the hills. Uh, yes, uh, 220 meters. Yeah, it seems higher because there's nothing around it. Yeah. So, and what are you planting? Uh, we're planting the Vermentino. Oh, okay. what a surprise. <laughs> but the surprise is the uh, is the nature is the the, the 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 soul of the nature it's very unique uh, position is a, a natural amphitheater yes it's incredibly you can see the seaside and it's very there's a lot of wind and there's a lot of sun yeah. there's a lot of everything it yeah. seems right so and how big is it the parcel uh, the vineyard uh, are uh, the vineyard is uh, three hectare. And are you planning to do a new label, or or will it be part of a label that you already have? A new wine, or uh, we don't. I don't know. the The first uh, uh, the first idea is the 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 place, the nature. The, the vineyard and uh, the future, I don't know. But when will it be the first um, harvest for wine production? Another two years? Or yes. Two more two, years? Two, three years. Two yeah. or three more years. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm so excited. Um, I saw that there was a little like um, custodian. There was a gentleman with a donkey who was living and, you know, guarding your vineyard there. Yeah. So. Maybe when he, this gentleman retires, maybe I can move in and take care of your, your vineyard. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Ma. no, no, no. 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 So listen, Diego, we're going to talk about one last thing, okay? And you have a new wine. Yeah. Okay. Which you're going to um, have us taste for the first time. Yes. Uh, Would you like to talk to us about that? Sure. Uh, today we we um, we tasting tasting with with us uh, a new project. It's a very small production of uh, Metodo Classico. Yes! It's a, a sparkling wine! Yeah. <laughs> right? You've been working on this uh, for a very long time. Yes. More, uh, more work, more, uh, uh, more uh, st study. And now... So uh, what, what, what is the vintage that we'll be tasting today? When did you start? 2018. Okay, this is the 18. Okay, and um, tell us a little bit about the winemaking process. So it's it's a it's a classical traditional method, right? Yes, it's very the classic, very classical uh, uh, method, uh, classical method. We use for this uh, for this wine uh, two different uh, grapes. Oh, okay. So not just fermenting. No, 
We use Albarola. Albarola. Albarola e <laughs> Fermentino. 50 e 50. Right. Okay? Uh, because Albarola is very, very nice for the acidity. So it's more acidic um, Albarola than Fermentino. Y- yes, just a little, yeah. Mm-hmm. 26 uh, months uh, sur lì. Mm-hmm. On the lease. On the lease. And now we, we taste it. I'm I'm so curious. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to taste. <laughs> I'm so curious for uh, uh, di avere un vostro parere, insomma, sono no, molto curious. No, but do you um so are you planning to do this like you this is a 2018 vintage that we'll be trying, but you've you've continued the process. Yeah. Si, si. So this is a new wine that you will be producing yeah. every year. Yeah. And what is the quantity? 5000 bottiglie. Oh, it's like 5,000. 5, you can just drink it at home. <laughs> you don't need to sell them. <laughs> and what is, the, what is the price point? Are you actually selling the wine or is it just a small experiment for the moment? No, we're selling, uh, we're selling this wine. And what is the price point of this wine? For the wine store? Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the wine store? Yeah, retail price. I think um, uh, 30, 30 euros. Th- 35, 39. Yeah. So it's, it's more like the price of Francia Corta, basically. Yeah. That's how you positioned it. Yeah. Okay, I'm still looking forward to um, trying the sparkling wine today with you on this new adventure. So thank you for joining us today. I know you have to go because you actually have to do a tasting, you know, uh, with the press. So um, I'm looking forward to this, um, tasting the wine today. Thank you for coming, Diego. Thank and you. And hopefully we can come and see you very, very soon. Grazie, ti okay. aspettiamo. So we are speaking to uh, Diego Bozzoni, of course, representing the Lunai. We found out it's Lune, <laughs> Lune. with a V. You know, it's problematic <laughs> for the Anglo-Saxons. Uh, from Liguria, and of course, he is, when we think of uh, Luna Winery, of course, we think of Vermentino. So, and Vermentino, he is Mr. Vermentino himself here today. <laughs> and we've, um, we've learned a little bit more about the history and the family business. So, go really, he, it, it is a wonderful, hospitable family. So, when you're nearby, please go visit them. Okay, and that's it, and it's a wrap. Ciao ragazzi. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. ciao, grazie. Ciao. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin. I'm Joy Livingston and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.